Well, we knew it was too good to be true. A major injury affecting the Anaheim Ducks and some other moves around the roster, including a rookie that should have gotten more playing time, but he gets sent down to San Diego. We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And it's also on YouTube, so make sure to hit that bell. And it is November 1st. It's now November. So just want to wish everybody a happy Dia de los Muertos. For those of you that do celebrate it, you know, just just celebrate life and, you know, just, you know, take advantage of the day. I don't know what more I could say. I mean, I, I have celebrated Dia de los Muertos and... You know, I've mentioned my family on here from time to time. So, yeah, just thought I'd mention, you know, it's Dia de los Muertos. That's why I have the Patos de Anaheim jersey still up until today. Because I'll be leaving in in a little bit. Actually, by the time this episode comes out on video and audio, I will be on an airplane. So, yeah, fun times. Okay, let let's get right into it. We had a massive injury in Ducksland, one that definitely upset a few people on Twitter, one that definitely really upset one fan in particular. She's a big Jamie Drysdale fan. I think she was pretty devastated when the news came out that Jamie Drysdale is out with a torn labrum that was first confirmed by Lisa Dillman and later confirmed by Eric Stevens. Jamie Drysdale is out with a torn labrum four to six months. Some reports saying he could be out for the rest of the season. And just to go a little bit personal for a hot minute, you know, I've I've had a similar injury. You know, I've I mean I've messed up my shoulder. And, you know, that is not an easy one to come back from. Even when I mentioned the injury on last Friday's podcast, the postcast. After the Vegas Golden Knights game, my initial thought was that he may have jammed his shoulder or maybe even a separation, like a slight separation, because the way he was skating off, it looked like it was bad. But at the time, I didn't think it was that serious just based on the response he was giving. Like, I did think that it was a jammed shoulder or something not as bad as that. I didn't think it was a torn labrum. I didn't think it was going to be anything torn. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had it separated. and Like, my mine was messed up. And I'm sure, like, I'm probably not going to talk about that here. But if you want to ask me about it, I mean, you know, we could take that off the air. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly. So anyway, back to Jamie Drysdale. A torn labrum, he's out four to six months. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he comes back this season. Torn labrums generally have a timetable of about five months. And right now we are on November 1st. So then you'd have December, January, 
February, March, April. April 1st would be five months. There is not a lot of time at the end of the season for the Anaheim Ducks. And let's be completely honest here. The Ducks have the worst record in the National Hockey League. I know it is still early days, but it's got to be hard to come back from that. So I don't know if I see the Ducks making the playoffs this season. I mean, I I can't lie to you guys. I'm not the kind of person that would BS and lie to you guys. I'm just going to keep it real. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. And if there is no playoffs for Anaheim, that five-month window would be April 1st. By the time we get to the end of the season, it'll be almost done. There might not be a point to bring Drysdale back for the rest of the season because the Ducks only have six more games after April 1st. They have a game at Calgary, Edmonton, at Arizona at Mullet Arena, Colorado, Vancouver, and the Kings to close out the season. That would be five and a half months till the end of the season. And it is going to take a lot to get Jamie Drysdale back on the ice or a miraculous quick recovery on the four-month end. If that's the case, then yeah, bring him back. But I don't see the point. It would probably be best for him to just rest up. So still talking about Jamie Drysdale, how does this affect the team as a whole? Well, first off, it affects the team in that they're going to have to call up a defenseman. And John Broadbent and I actually recorded this right before the news came out. And we're going to talk about that on Thursday's episode. It's already pre-recorded. So that might change. But we talk about which defenseman we like and who deserves the call-up. So make sure to check that out on the Thursday edition of Locked on Gulls. So roster-wise, there could be some changes. But something else that probably won't get mentioned a whole lot, how's this going to affect the Ducks in the offseason? And I mean the Ducks as a whole, because this is a contract season for Jamie Drysdale. He's going to be looking to get signed in the offseason. This injury is not going to help him one bit. In fact, it might even bring his stock down a little bit. He was looking at maybe... Four, five, six million. I don't know if he's going to get to five or six million. I could possibly see now hovering somewhere in the three to four million range, maybe a two, three, four year deal. I don't see him getting anywhere close to seven plus, not, not even close. So you can throw that out the window. The only way that benefits the Ducks is that they don't have to pay Jamie Drysdale right away, that is. He'll still get paid but not that huge amount that he was possibly looking for. And if the Ducks did have a big season, then I would say, yeah, possibly give him a major contract. But that's not going to happen now. So the Ducks are going to save some money here. I know this is not the best way to look at it and probably not something that I should be talking about right now because, you know, he just got injured. But it is something just to keep in mind for the offseason. All right, we're going to head into the first commercial break and talk about some of the other moves the Ducks made. But first, let's talk about Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, then you want to listen up because right now, Locked On Ducks listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system 
for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you do not want to miss it. So Simply Safe has been named the best home security system of 2022. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. Get half off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. Once again, that's simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to talk about some of the moves that the Ducks have made over the last 24 hours. And let's begin first with the move that I got to admit, I kind of saw this coming, and so did John Broadbent from Defend the Nest. Pavel Regenda has been assigned to the San Diego Goals, and Glenn Gaudan has been called up, and he's he was at practice yesterday. Well, let's talk about that first. Pavel Regenda, he was noticeably missing in the lineup the last few days. All right, so no Regenda. Maybe that means he'll get in the next game, right? Nope. That means he's going down to San Diego. And that is such a shame because I thought he played pretty terrifically, to be honest. And for him to just get jobbed like that, that's got to be kind of a slap in the face. But at the same time, he's going to get a lot more playing time down in San Diego. And for what it's worth, someone with that kind of youth, someone with that kind of upside, you don't want to stunt his growth. Absolutely not. This was an interesting quote from Dallas Eakins yesterday. Here's what Dallas said. Quote, Regenda has played very well. He's been a great surprise. He just needs to fine-tune a few things. I think he's got a very bright future ahead of him. The other thing that works against those guys, and it's not their fault, when you're in a funk like we were in... (laughs) That's not his job to get us out of it. It's not Brett Leeson's job to get us out of it. It's the guys that have been in this dressing room, especially veteran guys to do that. I had no interest in having him in the lineup when things weren't steady. End quote. There's a couple of ways to look at this. I mean, in a weird sense, I could kind of agree with Dallas Eakins. Because the Ducks were in a bad funk and you don't want someone just coming up to be around that negative energy. That being said, I think Regenda could have helped the Ducks in general and probably would have stopped that losing streak sooner. But no. No, that's not to be. So now we wait to see how Glenn Gaudan does with the Anaheim Ducks. And Regenda, we're going to be seeing some heavy minutes from him with the San Diego goals. 
starting on Wednesday's game, which I will talk about on, once again, Locked On Goals Thursday. So be sure to tune into that. Ah, so we got Regenda going to going to the goals. He's probably going to slot in first or second line. He's probably going to slot into that spot where Chase DeLeo was before Chase DeLeo got injured. That's also something else to keep in mind. The goals have had their injuries as well. And having a guy like Regenda lead that top line or lead one of the top two lines, it's only going to help the goals, one. And two, it is going to help his development, especially, especially when you have pretty good guys on those same lines, especially the top six. Like the top six for the goals is fine. It's good. Is it one of the best in the AHL? Ah, Probably not, but it would get up there and Regenda would surely help with that. As far as Glenn Gaudin, I think he's just going to wind up being that extra guy for the Ducks. He spent a lot more time in the minors than in the NHL. So it's a curious move, but I'd be willing to just take a punt and say, you know what? Play Glenn Gaudin. Play him and see what happens. Another note, speaking of the Ducks and goals... Even though the tweet was deleted, we all saw it. And this was later told to me, like, yeah, that's happening. Sam Carrick. Hey, Ducks fans, do you miss Sam Carrick yet? I bet you do. Sam Carrick is going to be sent down to the San Diego goals on a conditioning assignment as he is recovering from an injury. We saw this happen last year, didn't we? Yeah. Mason McTavish had a good start, got injured. He came back on a conditioning stint and wound up going pretty well. I think, first off, Sam Carrick coming back to the goals, that's going to bring back all the memories for the fans of Captain Carrick, the Maple Brothers, etc., etc. Good for San Diego to have him back just for a little bit. I also want to point out the NHL rule as far as conditioning. And he's not going to be down there for just one game. The conditioning rule is that players can be down there for a maximum of two weeks. We don't typically see guys stay there for the entire two weeks. McTavish last year was only there for one week. Normally, it's about one week. And if that's the case, that means that Sam Carrick would have, I think, three games to play in. That's not a bad thing at all. In fact, let's kind of take a look at the San Diego goals upcoming schedule because I think this is something that I've really got to mention. The goals have a game on Wednesday. That'll be fun, right? Yeah, their next game is against the Bakersfield Condors at Bakersfield. Then we've got a couple of games at Pachanga Arena. Two of them against the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm sad I won't be around for that. But hey, we got goals and Milwaukee Admirals back-to-back Friday and Saturday. Then the following Tuesday, a road game against the Silver Knights. I honestly think that Carrick is going to play for those four games. I, I think he gets in at Bakersfield, the two at Milwaukee, the one at Henderson. That'll be a week. Then he gets called back up to the Ducks. That's what I'm predicting to happen. So... Once again, 
Sam Carrick being sent down to the goals on a conditioning loan. One more goals-related thing. I know this shouldn't be locked on goals, but this is Ducks-related, so I think I should mention this really quickly. There's going to be a right-handed defenseman on a P... Well, not a PTO. I guess it would be a PTO for the San Diego goals. Jared Hilderman, who played with Tulsa last season, is going to be playing with the San Diego goals. So the goals did sign him. He's a 25-year-old right-handed defenseman. And I actually mentioned he'll probably slot in with maybe Josh Healy. That just makes the most sense to me based on, well, first, righty-lefty, but also based on the way they both play and the way that Josh Healy has been pretty responsible and pretty aggressive defensively. Hilderman, from what little I saw, has kind of that same way, but might be a little bit more responsible. But that's at the ECHL level. Let's see if that translates to the AHL level. So we'll see about that. So once again, Jared Hilderman signed on a PTO by the San Diego Goals. So just to recap the moves, Jamie Drysdale will go on the injured list. He'll likely go on long-term IR. Sam Carrick back with the Goals. Then you have Jared Hilderman, a PTO with the goals. Then we have Pavel Regenda getting sent down to San Diego and Gaudin being sent up to the Ducks. I don't even know where they put him. I think he just winds up being a healthy scratch almost every time. Maybe that fourth line, maybe a little bit more grit in that fourth line. That's what you'd be getting with Glenn Gaudin. All right. Kind of a short one today, but we're just going to end it right there. Uh, once again, for those of you that celebrate it, happy Dia de los Muertos. By the time you get this episode, I will be leaving on a jet plane to New York City to take place in the New York Marathon. Now, there will be a show on Wednesday. I'll be watching the Ducks and Sharks Wednesday morning. I'll have a podcast up on Wednesday. Thursday, it's pretty much already all recorded. Friday is going to be a little bit tricky, but I'm going to try to get a podcast out. And the following week, well, Saturday is going to be preparation and Sunday is going to be the big race itself. So I will not be watching neither the Saturday nor Sunday games because I'll be busy with the marathon. And as such, there will not be a new episode next Monday. So this week will be a regular week. Next week will just be a four show week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And that's it. All right. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to email me, you can do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And I always look forward to hearing from you guys. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. And next time I see you... I will be in a completely different time zone. Can't wait. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. <laughs>